Good morning, today's daf is Ayin Hay. Today's shir is Le'ilu Nishmas. Morachai ben Shalit, Eliyahu Asher ben Yisrael Tzvi, and Chaim Avram ben Yosef. And Yechezkel ben David Yitzchak, we wish Gavin a long laugh. Um, may the Neshomas have an aliyah, and may the memory be a blessing. Um, today, um, yeah, may our Torah learning be a good merit and strength for the Jewish people. And especially our soldiers. Um, we learned a uh, fatlah, sorry, fatlah's line on Ein Dalad Amur Beis, 74b. Tonerabon, we learned to write the Bentesha Shonivyom Echod Ger. If you have a Ger, so a convert who is nine years old in one day, important for that is his beer counts as beer. And he's a ammonia movi mitri adomi kuti nusin chalalumamzer. So he meets any of those criteria. Sorry, I should have. It's ger ammonia movi, who's a, a convert from ammonomov or mitri or a doibi. Or he's a kuti nusin chalalumamzer. Shebo al kahenes, who has beer with a female kohen, for alivia va alpas Israel. Psula, they invalidate her. What do they invalidate her for? Invalidate her for marrying a Kohen, or if she's, let's say, a Koheness, like let's say her father's a Kohen and she has beer with one of these people, she is no longer allowed to eat Truma. So that's what they invalidate her for, either marrying a Kohen, or if she could, from eating Truma. Rabbi Yossi Omer, now you're going to see, so what's that? That's lists, you know, those are the list of Sulim. Again, this is what we would refer to generically as a Zona, a woman having relations with someone that's forbidden to her. Again, but we're not discussing from the aspect of Arayos, at least on the on the on the surface. These are all negative or positive commandments. Okay, then Rabbi Yosi he argues, but it's the Gemara is going to have to discuss what's he actually saying that's different. Rabbi Yosi argues, Kolshes Zaroposel, Poisel, anyone whose descendants would be invalid would invalidate this woman. The culture ain't Zaroposel, ain't Apostle. Whoever's descendants would not be invalid. Would not be. So let's just take one for example. The child of a mamzer is a mamzer. Also, if a mamzer sleeps with a kohenes, she would be posulach, um, etc. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel said, and it sounds very similar to what Rabbi Yosef says. Kol bito, anyone who the kohen could marry his daughter, atonoise almanoso, the kohen can marry his widow. Again, sounds like saying any one of those children who are valid, the wife of them is valid. I very similar to what we just said in the previous one. Whoever's children, I mean, it's the first part. Whoever's children would be puzzled. Okay, the v'cholshe yatonoi sebito. Second line of ein hey, anyone whose daughter you could not marry, yatonoi salmon also you could not marry his widow. So could you marry the daughter of a, a mamzer? No. So you also couldn't marry the widow of a mamzer. That's again these are halachas regarding a kohen. So now the Gemara starts off with, so that's the price of these three opinions. Again, as we point out, they seem very, very similar. My Ike bein Tanakama u bein Rebiyosi. What's the difference between the Tanakama and Rebiyosi? So Omer Rebiyochanan says, Mitri Shaini Ike Benehu. It's a second generation. Mitri would be the difference. Why? What's that law with the Mitri? Remember, Mitri who converts... The first generation and the second generation cannot marry into the kahal. The third generation can marry into the kahal. So this second generation is the child of the second generation Mitri 
kosher to a kohen? Yes, because the third generation can marry into the kahal. So that's the difference. According to the Tanakama who says, if you can't marry them, you couldn't marry... Well, so how does he phrase it? Um, yeah, any one of these who are possible, I am Mitri second generation included in that list, if a woman sleeps with them or marries them, she becomes possible to marry a Kohen. So, so therefore, second generation Mitri would be one of those people. However, according to Rabbi Yoisi, what does he say? Is their child possible? Is it the child of a second generation Mitri possible? Oh. No. So the wife of the second generation Mitri would also not become possible. That's how, so, so that's the difference yeah, of the second uh, generation Mitri. If somebody marries a second generation Mitri, uh, they postal to a cone. Well, that's the question. Right. Point oh, to the to uh, No. A woman who's once married to someone that's also to her doesn't make her possible to marry Israel. It's only a Kohen that a woman who was married to someone who's possible to her becomes possible to a Kohen. Yeah. So that's the difference. And Omri Yechanam, so the difference is, again, is this Mitri Shani, because do you look at the person themselves, or oh, second generation possible, therefore his wife is possible, or do you look at the child? According to Rabbi Yossi, you look at the child, the child of a second generation Mitri is kosher, therefore the wife of a second generation. You can almost, I mean, look at it, is it, uh, yeah, okay, let's carry on. So now the Gemara says, And they both learn them out from a coin Godel marrying an Almona as the prototype. They just take out a different principle. Why? Just as by a coin Godel who marries an Almona. Just as a coin Godel who marries an Almona. Their beer is an Avera, and therefore he makes her apostle. She's no longer allowed to marry a coin, any other coin. I've called also Avera apostle. So to anyone whose beer is an Avera, makes the woman invalid to marry a coin. He also came. He also learns it from a coin godal Just as by a coin godal marrying an almona, the child is possible. The child becomes a what's the name of the word for a child? A halal or a halala. So the halala would not be allowed to marry a coin. So to the wife becomes a halala and is not allowed. I've called apostle So to anyone whose descendants would be invalid. They make their wife or the woman they have beer with invalid. La Mitri Shani Sha'in Zaropossil, which excludes a second generation Mitri, his child does not become possible. To Omar Kro, how do we know this? As the Apostle says, The children that are born to them in the third generation can marry into the Kahalashem. So that's the halacha of Mitri. And now we found, okay, so again, we were right. The Tanakam and Rabbi are very, very similar. The only ramification would be a child of a second generation mystery. It would also be, I think, an adoimi. can also only marry an after three generations. Am I correct? I think so. Uh, it would so be. We'd assume one of the pressure on Jewish genealogy. Somebody mm-hmm. said that the person who had the shoe said, we consider the child of a woman, a Jewish woman, to be Jewish. Yes. And he said we should consider the grandchild to be Jewish. Uh, the child, of course, but the grandchild, because then, then you know that you've done a proper job of uh, bringing up your family. You know, so in other words, not just that yes, genealogically, the child of a woman is Jewish. 
Yeah. But if you want to look at it from a, uh, you know, the amount of work, the amount of effort that you have to put in right. to keep your children, your grandchildren uh, affiliated, affiliated to, to Judaism, and you look at your grandchildren, then you know you've been successful. So, so if you look here, they're talking oh, about third generation. Exactly, ah, exactly. that's very interesting. Exactly. I mean, do you want to know an interesting halacha? We know there's the mitzvah of plural of so we pass in that a ban of a, a, a child and a daughter. If those children die, then he still has the mitzvah of plural of What happens if he has grandchildren and then the child dies? Does he still have the mitzvah? So if I remember correctly, he does he's fulfilled because he does have. What's a progeny? So it wouldn't be the mitzvah. Very interesting. So, Rabbi Shimon Kamil, Rabbi Shimon Kamil says, "Kol she ato noise bito, ato noise almanosa. V'chol she ato noise bito, i ato noise almanosa." Rabbi Shimon Kamil says, "Anyone whose daughter you could marry, you could marry his widow, and anyone whose daughter you could not marry, you could not marry." My ikabein Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Shimon Kamil. What's the difference between Rabbi Yosi and Rabbi Shimon Kamil? What's the um, what, what, let, without going into it, the only difference is Rabbi Yossi uses the term zarot, child, any child, and Rabbi Shimon Gamil emphasizes daughter. And they both say anyone who's, Rabbi Yossi says child and, or daughter, you could marry, you could marry their wife or daughter. But the only game, the difference is Rabbi Yossi used the word zarot, so any child, and, and Rabbi Yossi specifically said daughter. So, almost, so what's the difference between them? So Amarula Geramonio Mavu Ikebeneu. Amon Umoav convert is the difference. Why? So think about it. What's the halacha with the Amon and Moav convert? Are they allowed to marry into Benetral? Only the males aren't allowed to marry into Benetral. And again, and this applies for all generations. So if you have a tenth generation Amon or Moav whose father's 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 father converted from Amon, he would not be allowed to marry into Bnei Israel. But that's all on the male line. As soon as it's a female, they're allowed to marry into the Kahal. So according to... So what would be... So now let's just plug that into Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi says, whosoever child could not marry into Bnei Israel, their wife also cannot marry... Any, anyone whose child the coin could not marry, the Kohen cannot marry his widow. So let me ask you, could, according, could a child of an Amun or Moav marry a Kohen? No. Because we know if he has a male son, it would be possible, etc. That the child is also possible. I mean, not that the Kohen will marry the child, but the child is a possible. But according to Rabbi Yossi, who says, according to Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, who says, daughter, can the daughter marry a Kohen? Can the child of an Amun or Moav convert? The female child of Amon and Moav convert marry a Kohen? Yes. So therefore, the Amon and Moav convert would not invalidate his wife as a to marry a Kohen. So that's the difference. And Ushneb Lolomanu, Elami Kohen Gadol Amon, and both of them again use the Kohen Gadol marrying an Amon as the prototype. Rabbiosi Savar Ki Kohen Gadol Amon, Amal Kohen Gadol Amon, Shezara Poisel Poisel, just as we find about Kohen Gadol marrying an Amona whose descendant is Poisel, and therefore they also invalidate their wife. Afkol Shezara Poisel Poisel. So so to anyone who's Apostle will invalidate their wife. So that's uh, Rabbi Yossi. He's focusing on Zara, any child. Now, as we said, an Amon or Moab who have a child, the chi- if the child's a male, it is possible. 
says the Rebbe Shimon Gamliel Kohen Godel Balmona compares it to a Kohen Godel to a Kohen Godel who's marrying Almona, but in the following way. It says Ma Kohen Godel Balmona she calls our apostle just as by Kohen Godel and Almona all its children are apostle. The males and female children born to a Kohen Godel and Almona are apostle. I've called. She calls our apostles. So only those whose all their children are apostles. Lafuke Geramonio Movi to Nekevos Lafuke. Sorry, I skipped the line. I've called She calls our apostle. Lafilu Nekevos. So to anyone whose children, all their children would be apostles, including the females. Lafuke Geramonio Movi, which is excluding a Geramonio, a convert from Amonomov. To Nekevos have a kosher of a bakal there. Female children are permitted to the kahal, so therefore you can't learn it from Kohen Gadol Talmana to Omar Mar. And where do we know this from? Amoni velom Amonis, Moavi velom Moavis. I feel like this is one of the most famous drushes in the Torah. A man from Amon and not a female from Amon. Moavi velom Moavit, a man from Amon. Who's our famous? Who's our most famous Moavit convert that caused arguably some of the greatest controversy in Jewish history? Rus. David Amelech's lineage, basically as long as his love was in question. That's what the whole thing happened. One of the things behind it was everyone's like, ooh, is David Amelech going to be king? Shaul, you better worry. And the Lashon Horror about David is like, what do you mean, can he be king? The question is, can he be counted as a Jew? Can he marry a regular Jew? Because his mother's from Moab. His, no, mother, his grandmother's from Moab, Rus. Um, that was Okay, um, so that's the drosha, and there was a whole thing at the time, um, how to pass him, but that this is how we pass him. So David Amelech was a legitimate Jew. Um, it's very interesting to note, I mean, this came up in my Novi Shu yesterday afternoon, and it's coming up here, so I'm just going to mention it. You notice the Jewish lineage stems from all the psulim, uh, the, the Jewish kingship. We have Yehuda and Tamar. Uh, we have well just before we even get there we have Rus marrying into Bnei Israel she was questionable because she was from Moab where's, where's Moab from? Moab is Lot's children well Lot and his daughter so from a mamzer from a Inman. and then we have David and Bathsheba we have, I mean I think there might even be a few others but if the whole nature of the Jewish kingship stems from. Uh, remember the Gemara we saw. Where was the Gemara? It says, "Anyone who doesn't have a basically a closet full of skeletons should not be your king." Um, and that's David uh, Hamelach. But uh, so, so I mean, why? It's it's clearly there, and it's clearly important and significant for Jewish kingship to stem from that. But where? Why? What's the philosophy, the mysticism behind it? That that's part of it, an important part of it. So that, that I don't know the answer to. I've heard like suggested answers, but never... Well, we can discuss it another time. Okay. Um, Everyone agrees with an Almanus Issa. Not so clear, there's a Bachlokes Rashi Tosos here, and I think there might even be at least one other opinion, but Almanus Issa, let's just go with Rashi, is, it's a Sophic whether that person is a Chalala. Aye, what happened? Um, her father, well, a man threw a get to his wife. This is Rashi's explanation. A man threw a get to his wife, and then he died. But it was a doubt whether the get landed closer to her, closer to him. Remember, we saw in Gittin, if you throw the get to your wife and it lands closer to her, then it's a good divorce, if not. And then he dies. 
So now we don't know, is she a Grusha or is she an Amona? And she goes and marries a Kohen. So now what's the child of that? Uh, the child's a Sofei Chalal. So that's how Rashi learns um, Amona's Issa. So let's go with that. But So we're dealing with the Sofei Chalal. So, so, Hakol Moedim Balmonas Issa Shepsula Lukuhuna. Everyone agrees that an Almonas Issa is Possul Lukuhuna. Man, Mekel, Bahani, Tanai. Who's the most lenient of the above opinions? I, who's the most likely of, of the three opinions that Tanakama, Reb Yoshi, and Reb Shimon Gamliel, who discussed Psuli marrying Kohanim and do they invalidate, etc.? Who was the most lenient? I, who's the most likely to, to permit it? Reb Shimon Gamliel. It was Reb Shimon Gamliel. Because remember, he said, even a Moav, even if a woman marries someone from Amon or Moav, they can then, and then the husband dies, they can go and marry a Kohen because he can't make his daughters possible. So the Rabbi Shimon Gamliel was quite lenient. He was the most lenient. The Ka'omar and he said, Kol And he said, anyone whose daughter you can marry, you can marry their widow. And anyone whose daughter you could not marry, you could not marry the widow. What's he coming to exclude? He's excluding marrying an Almonas Issa who's apostle to a Kohen. And so, so that's, again, by the fact that he emphasizes there's a, someone whose daughter he could not marry, he would not be allowed to marry her if she's a widow. So that's the Almonas Issa. La Midahani Tanai, which is to exclude from the following Tanai, the Tanai, as we learned in the Mishnah, Hey, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseir, Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseir testified, Al Almonas Issa, Shek Seire Lekuhuna, it's kosher to marry a Kuhuna. My timer, what's the reason? Have a spake spaker, the spake spaker lakula. It's a spake spaker, and a spake spaker, you can go lenient. So, first question um, what's the spake? Now, th- this is where the main difficulty with Rashi's definition of uh, Almonas Issa comes in is what's, how do we generally understand a spake spaker? A double doubt. Here there's only one doubt. Was the mother divorced or not? Was she, di- was she a Grusha or an Almona? There's one doubt. So what does it mean, spake spaker here? There's no double doubt, a doubt within a doubt. So therefore Rashi comes along and says, no, spake spaker here means it's a secondary doubt. Not the usual way you'd understand a spake spaker. What's a secondary doubt? Because you're not sure whether the mother is possible or not. And stemming from that, I almost one generation away, is you're not sure about the child. And therefore you can go lenient. Which now there's a strong question on Rashi. Why should that make a difference? It's all from the same doubt. So why should you be allowed to go lenient there? I think the, the Havamina, and this would be maybe the Swara for, um, again we said Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, obviously it's the other two opinions that we had in our doubt, is why should a Almonis Issa be also, or the child of an Almonis, why should she be also? Because it's a Sophic. And when you have an Isudor Raisa with the Sophic, you go strict, or we always go strict. So I imagine that's why we're going strict. So here, where it's a secondary doubt, do you have any grounds to go lenient? It's still one Sophic Isudor Raisa, we should say Sophic Doraisa Lechumra. So that's a, um, that's a question that they ask and say, how, why should a secondary Sophic make it more lenient? I was. Um, just to complicate this, remember what we said about a mamzer. We said when the Torah says you're not allowed to marry a mamzer, 
That's only a mamzer vada. If it's a mamzer sofek, a shtuki, to orisa, you are allowed to marry them. It's the rabbanon that you're not allowed to marry them. Male also be So maybe this whole sugya is anyway only the rabbanon. Male also be Really, if it's a sofek, there's no issue to marry them in the first place. But the rabbanon come along and say you go strict, and you can't. Um, and comes along these other tenoim and say, well, it's a sveik sveik, it's a secondary, it's already one step removed, so we can go more lenient. And um, that would be the one way of learning it, I think. Um, Tosos are not happy, but because of this, what's, as I said, the normal language of sveik sveik is a double doubt, there are two doubts. According to Rashi, there's only one doubt, and we're just saying it's one step removed, therefore we can go lenient, which, as we said, is very difficult. Therefore, Tosos learn, what's the case of an almonity? So, it's double. It's where... Basically, you had a family who a Sofek Halal married into. So now, we're not sure whose grandfather was or grandmother was the Halal or Halala. So now what happens? When this girl marries him, one doubt is whether he's the one in the family whose apostle, whose ancestor was the Halal. That's the first doubt, is he's the one whose ancestor was Chalam. And the second doubt is, even if he did marry that one, was that was he actually a Chalal? Because as I said, it's a Sofek whether he was the one who married into the family two generations ago, it's a Sofek whether they were actually a Chalal. So that's how Tosos learned in Almonis Issa, and that's a normal Sveik Sveika. And we know that Sveik Sveika Lukula, um, why can you go lenient by Sveik Sveika? So someone who learned it's a little bit of a percentage game. It's, let's say the doubt, we treat a doubt as 50-50. So again, it's 50% chance, 50%, 50% chance that he's marrying a halal. That he's, sorry, that he's, that the, the man she married from that family is a descendant from the psul. And then even if you say that she did marry the psul, which is only 50% chance, it's now a 50% chance whether that person was actually a psul, because remember we said it was a sophic whether that person was possible when they married into the family. So it's a 25% chance. Oh, then you can go more lenient. That's how some people want to explain it. Sveik, sveik. I find it a bit difficult. Once you want to start bringing in percentages, yeah. you've got to kind of have to show me that those are the percentages. Maybe, maybe the one brother had 10 children and the other brother had one children and you're not sure which one was married to the halal, well then your percentages start going a little bit thing. A little bit haywire. Okay, have a very good Shabbat. Let's carry on. Okay, um, we're on the fifth wide or middle size line on Ayn Hayabud Aleph. Vadan bevadan mutar. Remember Rebbe Lezer's opinion that only a vadai can marry a vadai. A vadai manza can marry a vadai manza, a vadai shal can marry a vadai isha, etc. But the suffix can't. So Amar Yud Amar Rav Halacha Kerebi Elazar Halacha is like Rebbe Elazar. Ki Amir Tekamei the Shmuel. And when I told this before Shmuel, he says Amar Li. He said to me Hillel Shoyne, but Hillel taught. I saw you sin all of me Bible. There were ten uh, ten categories of lineage that came up from Bible. Bekula Mutarim Zelo Lovo Zebeze. And all of them are allowed to intermarry with each other. Now obviously they, they say obviously you can't take Hillel at face value because. If there are ten lineages, one's a Yisrael and one's a Mamzer, one's a Koyin and one's a, um, a Mamzer and a Sin, etc., they obviously can't marry each other. So what is so this is how Rashi learns. Tosos have a different learning, but let's focus on Rashi. Um, what does it mean here? All of the Psulim are allowed to marry into each other. But obviously the Psulim can't marry the Ksharim. 
That's how. So kula mutarim lava zebes. And we'll go with Rashi. So va'atomar talacha kerebilezer. And you're going to tell me that talacha is like kerebilezer. Shmuel, Rav Yehuda taught you the name of this is important. The name of Rav that talacha is like kerebilezer. And Shmuel said to him, No, that talacha is not like kerebilezer because we know Hillel said that they're allowed to intermarry with each other. I am mamzer can marry a shtuki. A sofa can marry a sofa, or a shtuki can marry a shtuki, or a sufi. I can marry a cross even though they doubt. But if you're going to explain this machlokes, now how we've basically explained Rav and Shmuel, and we're going to have a contradiction between them. I, obviously, Rav and Shmuel are allowed to argue, but the problem is we're going to now see a teaching where Rav seems to argue with Rav and Shmuel seems to argue with Shmuel. So he says, the Itmar, as it was Arusa Shivra. If you have an Arusa that became pregnant, now what's the question if you have an Arusa that became pregnant? Well, okay. Do we, is the child a mamzer because it's from any other man in the world? Or is the child a kosher because it's from her fiancé? Fiancé is the wrong word, it's from her husband. So which one do so, so that's the matlock. How do you pregnant but not from her husband? Well, if she, if she becomes pregnant not from her husband, then it's definitely a mamzer. So 99, <coughs> every, basically every man except one would I make a child a mamzer. No, according to everyone, and Arusa is a married woman. But she, she got married from her husband or from... Right, what? If, if you have an Arusa. Yeah. So what's... Arusa is the first stage of marriage. Right. So she's completely married to this yeah, man. And she becomes pregnant. From that If man. her child... Well, that's okay. If the child is from any other man, then it's a mamzer. If the child's from her husband, it's not a mamzer. No, it's not a mamzer, no. So, Rav Omar Hablad mamzer, Ushmul Omar Hablad Shtuki. Rav says the blood is a mamzer, and Shmuel says the blood is a shtuki. Now let's just explain them in the Gemara. It says, Rav, Omar, a blood mamzer, umutubah mamzeres. Rav says the blood is a mamzer, and therefore allowed to marry a mamzer. Shmuel, Omar, a blood shtuki, v'asubah mamzeres. Shmuel says the child is called a shtuki, and therefore asubah mamzeres. Now what does it sound like Shmuel's emphasizing? That Shmuel's emphasizing that the child is a Stuki, therefore, it can't marry. Therefore, we see that Shmuel holds a Vada'i can't marry a Sofek, a Mamzer can't marry a Stuki. Rav's not going there. Rav's saying we just have to treat this child like a Mamzer so it can only marry Ksudim. So now it sounds like Rav's saying that the Halach is like, not like Rebbe Lezer, whereas in the previous piece he said it was like Rebbe Lezer. And it sounds like Shmuel's not saying the Halach is like Hillel, which in the previous piece he did say the Halach is like Hillel. So that's our question. So Apok switched their opinions around. Rav Omar Ablad Stuki, Shmuel Omar Ablad Mamzer. You can just switch. Our traditions, right? Just switch the names and then you find. So it's Tariti Lamali, why do I need two opinion why do I need them to teach twice then? If they teach in the same thing, no, if we would have said it in the case where we said that Allah was like Rebelezbo, again you have a woman who has a child, the child most like again a single woman has a child, the child's most likely kosher, so therefore Rab says they can't marry a Rav says they can't marry a proper manzer because the child's most likely kosher. Aval Hassan, but in the case of the Arusa, to Rob Sulimetro, with most men are invalid to her, the child would be a manzer. Maybe agrees to Shmuel that he can marry a manzer. If we only had the case of the Aloha with sorry, if we only had the second teaching of Rav where you have an Oros who's pregnant, Maybe there, um, Rav said his aloha there because most men are puzzled to her. But where, sorry, Abal Hassan, but in the case, so I just got confused. 
Maybe if you only have the case of the Arusu who became pregnant, that's where Rav said is Aloha Mishum the Ikele Misle Baorus because it could be the Orus. Aval Baha Aimamoide the Shmuel, but in the other, maybe in the case of the other, he would agree to Shmuel. Um, and therefore, Shrikha, you need it. So interesting. I mean, we're saying you can look at it from two totally opposite ways. You can say, when there's an Oros in the picture, you're right. There, most men are, every man except one is possible to her. Therefore, we should go stricter and be more confident to ch- say the child's a mantar. Or you can say, no, they're, they're, she, she's engaged, she's married to this man. So granted, there are a million other men who are possible to her. She's still drawn after the most likely to say it's the Oris. So therefore, we should say that it's most likely valid in that case. Okay, so two opposite ways of looking at it. But either way, we could resolve, we would see why Rav and Shmuel would have to teach the same teaching twice. That, again, Rav says a shtuki is a shtuki and um, can marry Vadais and Shmuel says they can't. Um, um, or you could say, don't switch the opinions around. Don't switch them around. And this that Rav said the child's a mamzer. Not to say that, oh, it's a mamzer, it can marry a mamzer, but to say that it's a mamzer and therefore can't marry Yisrael. Rav's not commenting on, can he marry a vada or a sofak? And Shmuel's telling us that the child's a shtuki, again, not that it's osur bavas Yisrael, but not telling us, oh, can the shtuki marry a Vada or not. Oh, but then Shmuel saying the same thing as Rav, that this child uh, cannot marry a Bas Yisrael. So why are they arguing? No, Elomai Shtuki, when Shmuel says, what's the Shtuki? He says, kohuna. We say they can't marry a Kohen. That's what Shmuel's emphasizing when he says a Shtuki. It doesn't make any sense. You just told me they can't marry Yisrael. They obviously can't marry a Kohen. We strict who a Kohen can marry than Yisrael. So then he says, no, it's a Elam, my Shtuki, what do we mean by Shtuki? Shemeshtaki noisoi, mi nichsei ovim. We don't allow him to inherit his father. He says, oh, pshita, obviously, mi odunen avuama. We don't know his father. That's what a Shtuki is. You know the mother, obviously, but you don't know who, who, who the father is. That's what a Shtuki is. What do you mean? He's going to go to some random person. He's going to find the richest person in the community and say, he's my father and I'm going to inherit from him. Obviously not. So, Lot, Shrikha de Tofas, that's where he grabbed the money. Oh, so we still, sorry, that wasn't my question. So says, obviously he can't take money because he has to remember to take money, you have to prove it. But what happens if you're holding on to the money? And then you, sorry, and then you slip my question, which wasn't the Gomorrah's question, was, but he can't choose, no. Because remember, what's the case here? Uh, an, 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 a woman who was an Arusa. So who's she claiming his father is? She's claiming his father is her actual husband. So now, and everyone else, the brothers are saying, no, that's not your father, you're a shtuki. So there Shmuel says, he's a shtuki, he can't get Yerusha. He can't even say, I'm taking, that's uh, most likely my father or my mother, say it's something like that. Okay, the Ibois aim another possibility. My shtuki, what do we mean by shtuki? Baduki. He says, Should we... Ask the mother, and if she says that it was with a, co- a kosher man, then 
she's believed. Oh, come on, Rabban Gamliel. Well, then this is saying that Allah is like Rabban Gamliel. Remember, we saw yesterday's daf that do we believe a woman to say that the father of the child is valid? So here we're saying that Shmuel's saying it's a shtuki, yes, you do believe the father. A baduki, you do believe the mother to tell us who the father is. But Shmuel already told us that if you have a woman who's pregnant, again, a single woman, and she's, we ask her what's the nature of the child, she says, no, it's from a kosher person. like Rabban Gamil. So what's he telling us here? So he says, no, trichet im hasam havi amina hasam rov chayim etzla aval hachad rov sulim etzla aim alot. No. If we only had that case, that's because, again, if you have a single woman, most men are kosher. So to believe her, to say that the child is kosher is not such a big deal. But here where every single man except one is puzzled to her would make the child a mamzer, well, that's a bigger chidush that Shmuel's telling us we believe the mother. Trichet we need Shmuel to tell it to us in both cases. Tanya, new point. Tanya, Rabbi Eliezer, Oimer, Kuti, Loisa, Kutis. Rabbi Eliezer said that a Kuti can't marry a Kutis. My time, what's the reason? We always assumed that a Kuti was a separate branch of uh, what were. Well, so what's the story with Kuti? So we know that the Kutim converted. There's a, there's a machlokes, I mean, it will come apparent over today's up. There's a machlokes whether we say that they were good converts and therefore the children are Jews, or they were not good converts and they were all non Jews. What's the problem? Firstly, if they were Jews, we say that they weren't careful with the halachas, and therefore a lot of their children are mamzerim. They don't know the laws of Gittin. If you say that they were not Jews, well then we have a problem. It still worked out. A lot of Jews thought that they were good converts and married into them. So how do we view those children? That's where this confusion is going to come. Okay, but why can't a kuti marry a kutis? So Amar of Yehuda, so kager la'achar asoratoras. They made them like a ger for after ten generations. The Tanya ger asoratoras muta b'mamzeres. A ger up until ten generations can marry a mamzeres. We can't elech also b'mamzeres from then onwards they can't marry a mamzeres. But Yeshomrim achiyishta shame avodes kachol menu until everyone forgets that they were Jews. I, okay, what's the case? A ger is allowed to marry a mamzer. However, there's exaggeration upon her. Once everyone's forgotten that that family's from converts, then we don't allow them to marry a mamzer because it looks like a regular Jew marrying a mamzer. So that's the that's the story with the kutim. It says, oh, There it's a ger yoshon and a new mamzer. Omri bar Yisrael, who so people to call nasi mamzer. People think that it's a regular Jew marrying a mamzer. That's why they don't know. But here the kuti and the kutis are the same. Either you're going to think that they could Jews or you're going to think that they're mamzer. Whatever you think they are, they're the same. So why can't they marry each other? So when Rabdimi came, he said the name of Rabbi Lazar. He holds like Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel, Savarok, Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Shmuel holds like Rabbi Akiva. So now we're going to explain how those two teachings, that he holds like Rabbi Shmuel, and that Rabbi Shmuel, again, two completely different teachings, but come together to explain why a kuti can't marry a kutis. Rabbi Lazar, Savarok, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Lazar holds like Rabbi Shmuel, to Omar Kutim, Geirei Arayosim. They only converted because of the lions. Are they invalid Geirei? They're all non-Jews. So that's what it means. Rabbi Lezah holds like Rabbi Yishmol. They not kutim were non-Jews. They didn't ever convert. Rabbi Yishmol, Savalok, Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Yishmol holds like Rabbi Akiva. Damar Oved Kachavim Ve'Eved Akwal Bas Yisrael. If a Jewish girl has um, a child with a non-Jew or a Eved, 
The Vlad Mamze, the child is a Mamze. That's the famous Rabbi Akiva that you mentioned earlier on in the shoe. So the child, so, so now you have, now the, now the Rashi explains basically, so a Kuti is either a non Jew or a Mamze. Anyone from the Kuti people is either a non Jew or a Mamze. So therefore, but they still can't marry each other. A non Jew can't marry, a, a, con, a, a non Jew, a Mamze can't marry a non Jew. But they can marry each other. No, because the Kuti is either a non, the one's either a non Jew or a Mamze, and the other one's either a non Jew or a Mamze. So whichever one's a mamzer can't marry the kuti, and even if the, so, and even if the one converts properly, they can't marry the other one because maybe they're a non-Jew. There's always that doubt that maybe it's a non-Jew. That's why they can't. Oh, me so velok Rabbi Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Kiva. That Rabbi Shmuel really holds like Rabbi Kiva. Vahomer Rabbi Yochanan Mishum Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Rabbi Shmuel, Minai la oved kol chovim ve'evet shebau al hakohenes va'al alavir va'al abas Yisrael shepsula. How do I know that the non-Jew and an Eved who have a child with a Kohenes or a Levi or Bat Yisrael, that the child is possible to marry a Kohen. Only a person who could be an Almono or a Grusha, that's who, again, if you have a woman who could be married to that person, she can't go back and eat truma. That's the context there. She can't. She becomes possible to kohanim. Yotza eved vavikoch. But it's, it connects it to someone who could be an almono or grusha. Yotza eved oved kochom veeved chayin almonos grushim. There's no. If a woman has a marriage with a non-Jew, it's not a real marriage. So she. So therefore, that wouldn't invalidate her. And therefore, you, sorry, therefore you need the special drosha to invalidate her from eating truma. But what do we see? Now it says, If you said that Rabbi Shmuel holds like Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva would hold their mamzer. Do we really need to say that they become possible? I.e., according to Rabbi Akiva, the child is a mamzer. So obviously the woman's going to be... This woman sleeping with a non-Jew, their child would be a mamzer. Obviously the, she can't marry a kohen. So why do you need a special drosha? Must be Rabbi Shmuel doesn't hold like Rabbi Akiva. That's what we bring. That's, this whole piece was to show that Rabbi Shmuel does not hold like Rabbi Akiva. And therefore our explanation doesn't work. Again, why can't a kuti marry a kutis? So we wanted to say because it was a Jew marrying a non-Jew. A possible Jew marrying a possible Jew. So that, again, doesn't work. So, Ella, Rebbe Lezer, Sobalok, Rebbe Shmuel, you have to say that Rebbe Lezer holds like Rebbe Shmuel, to Omar Kutim Gari Arayos, that Kutim Gari Arayos, Vesovar, and it's Rebbe Lezer, Sobalok, Rebbe Akiva, to Omar Oibet, Kuchom, and Ebed, Abu Abbas, Yisrael, Havlad, Mamzer. So that's where Rebbe Eliezer is the one who holds like Rebbe Shmuel and like Rebbe Akiva. We know that Rebbe Shmuel doesn't hold like Rebbe Akiva, but Rebbe Lezer can. Oh, me, Sobalok, Rebbe Lezer, Rebbe Akiva. You're telling me that Rebbe Lezer holds like Rebbe Akiva? For Ho, Omar, Rebbe, again, remember what we're trying to prove? Why can't Kuti, according to Rebbe Lezer, marry a kutim. So now, if you say like this, it works very well. The kutim were never good converts. And Rabbi Lezer also holds like Rabbi Akiva that a Jew and an Anju that have a child, the child is a mamzer. So now, any kuti is either a non-Jew or a mamzer. And therefore, they can't marry another kuti because it might be a mamzer marrying a non-Jew. Mamzer is not allowed to marry a non-Jew. No Jews allowed to marry a non-Jew. So for Homer, Rebbe, Tosos, if you want to, uh, it's a long Tosos and I didn't get to go into it. But Tosos are not so happy. I don't know, I think the one question was like, where is it so clear that this is, that these are also? But okay, for Homer, now we say, but the Rebbe Lezer really, Pascal like Rebbe Akiva, for Homer, Rebbe Lezer, Athal Pisha Nesot, Ubeisham, Ubeisilo, but Tosos, Moidim, Sha'ein, Mamzer, Elomi, Sha'isura, Isur, Erva, Ve'enosh, Kores. Does, Rebbe Lezer says, 
Even though Beis Shammai and Beis Hill argue regarding Soros, I again, remember with Yibum, so you have a you have, if, if you have an erba, um, um, uh, you have a, what would be, a man whose niece, whose brother married his daughter and another wife. So according to Beit Hillel, since the daughter's an erba, she doesn't fall in yibum, so to that, sorry, the co-wife doesn't. That's Beit Hillel. Beit Shammai say, no, you still have to do yibum. So according to Beit Hillel, if they do yibum, it's a, it's also, remember, you do yibum when you're not allowed to, it's Eish it's one of the arayas. So that, everyone agrees. Both Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai agree that there's only Mamzerim from a Isur Erva. So granted they agree on, they argue on the status of a Tzorah regarding Yubum, they agree regarding would the child be a Mamzer. And they both say obviously, again, from Beis Hillel's side the child would be a Mamzer, from Beis Shammai's side it wouldn't because it's just... Uh, a, a negative commandment. Elo kiyosa rabbi no meri bichir ba'avu omer biyochner va'omer lo omer yavu zavdav va'omer bichanina omer va'omer lo omer biyachu bar idi omer biyoshev ben'idi shalosh machlokes betochel. There's a three-way machlokes in this matter. Rabbi Shmuel saw a kutim gare arayzeim. Rabbi Shmuel holds that kutim were invalid gareim. The kainim shenit mubahem kohanim sulim havu, and therefore any kain who married them became invalid. Shenem ava yosulem mitzosam kohanim bamos va'omer rabbi tovachanu omer biyochran min hakoytim shebohem. The thorns are the psulim of the kohanim, but that's irrelevant. Mishum hachi poslinu, therefore they're invalid. Again, because they're non-Jews, that's why they're invalid, not for any other reason. But Rabbi Akiva saw a kutim gare emes, and Rabbi Akiva holds that the kutim are good converts, but kohanim shenit muvahem kohanim sheirim hoyu, and therefore any kohanim who became tome were still kosher kohanim. Shenem avayasula hem mitzosam kohanim bamos. From the best of the people. So why did Chazal say that they can't marry a kuti? You know what, I think this is a whole different uh, new point. Let's leave this three-way machlokes for here. You'll have to go over it either later or for Shabbos. And we'll continue with the new mission at the top of Isaiah on Sunday.